0: Hello and welcome back to the Morbid Museum. We are your hosts, Katie Mead and
1: Luke Boyd. Hello, everyone.
0: Hi, Lukey. How's it going?
1: Katie, how you doing?
0: (laughs) I'm I'm good. You ready to rock?
1: I'm ready to rock. I got a real stinker of an episode for you today, so I'm really excited. (laughs) And rather than give a preamble of what we're going to talk about, let's just dive into a Primary resource from the time period, which will be revealed to you, and the subject will be further unveiled.
0: I'm so here for this.
1: Let's okay, do it. Okay, here we go. When a whale is killed and towed ashore, <laughs> and while the interior of the carcass still retains a little warmth, a hole is cut through one side of the body sufficiently large to admit the patient. The lower part of whose body from feet to the loins should be sink in the whale's intestines, leaving the head, of course, outside the aperture. The latter is closed up as closely as possible. Otherwise, the patient would not be able to breathe through the volume of ammoniacal gases, which would escape from every opening left uncovered. (laughs) I hope my reading was audible. So, (laughs) folks, we are discussing the infamous whale cure for rheumatism on this episode of the Morbid Museum podcast.
0: So this may come as a shock to you. I don't know anything about this.
1: I love that for you.
0: Yeah, all I knew was you sent me what you were doing, and I was like, I'm not gonna even do the slightest Google because I feel like I'm gonna be very surprised this week
1: somehow this subject came into my view i did not know much about it before i decided to cover it myself it is a it is a slighter episode in terms of the content it's there's not a lot to discuss besides the outrageousness
0: that might be for the best
1: of this practice <laughs> and i think there's a lot that's left up to the imagination which is already from that account leaves little to, to imagine all all (laughs) of the, all of the senses are there. So this was a actual sort of folk medicinal practice that was done. And what century now, what, what now, 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 now,
0: now, 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 now,
1: now, if you had to guess which century this took place in, would you?
0: I mean, here's the thing. I (laughs) would assume that this is something very ancient, but I'm going to (laughs) guess that it's the 19th
1: century. Ding ding ding. You are a correct contestant.
0: Oh those wacky Victorians.
1: <laughs> you guessed it. So this is picture it. 1890s Australia. Oh no. <laughs> so we're we're on the other side of the uh, equator uh, within the uh, anglosphere however in the empire um, and this was In the youth
0: a- it's the youth of Australia.
1: Yeah, it's the <laughs> the youths and utes. this was this was practiced beginning in the 1890s in Australia and it became quite the craze. Kind of a small-time um, how do I say this fad, a medical fad. Um, hate so, that. <laughs> you know, to really understand why someone would put their body inside the body of a dead whale, a living person why they would be studded in a dead carcass of a whale that's beached on shore with so many other of their friends and peers. Um, I
0: have so many questions that I know you're going to answer, but I just, (laughs) it's beyond. I just, Just
1: I can't get my mind around it.
0: Starting with the why to the how, (laughs) to the how long. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: So we can examine this completely in its totality. So (laughs) let's go um, to understand why someone would, endeavor to do this to hopefully cure themselves what could be so wrong with someone medically to want to do this this was rheumatism so rheumatoid rheumatism arthritis yeah which is a terrible inflammation you know inflammatory condition of the joints talk about swelling uh, affecting the hands feet you know it's the vital organs we need to get around um really debilitating stuff and it's still something that people are stricken with today i know
0: first. a couple people with it and it really is it can be really debilitating and you're you know you're immunocompromised, it's really difficult to live with.
1: That's right. And these things are all tangentially connected to other sorts of diseases. Mm. This is not to be confused with like rheumatic fever, which was a horrible scourge of the time Yes, and is actually just descended from having a strep throat, which I didn't actually know. No, well, so maybe that's what's been going on with you. <laughs> I was horrified to read that the rheumatic fever is just a byproduct of an untreated strep throat condition. Oh, and listeners, <laughs> listeners may not know, I am a chronic strep throat adult sufferer, which makes no sense. Which is and not
0: normal. I've never known an adult who gets it chronically other no, than No, and I,
1: I don't get it, you know, I don't get it all the time, but I've gotten it three or four times, you know. North of 18 and like, that's just a lot. That's not know. normal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong. Maybe we got to put you in a whale.
1: <laughs> so I think I'm just flirting with rheumatic fever, like constantly, like now I'm never going, you know, if I get strep again, the tonsils are out They're out. No,
0: we're done. We're saying goodbye to them. We're, we're done gonna, with this. We're going to have a party for them. It'll be nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So people who suffered from rheumatism really didn't have much option besides taking an aspirin, maybe taking a sure. nap. I mean, and, but people have to get around. So there's, it's sure. chronic pain, and it's so you're not going to die necessarily from rheumatoid arthritis. There might be other um, comorbidities and other things that ultimately would kill you. Mm-hmm. but it's the the pain, the 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 constant chronic pain, which can be maddening
0: mm-hmm. that
1: might cause someone to hear about a whale cure halfway across the world and think, by Jove, I'm going to get on a boat for the next two months so that I can. <laughs> step inside a dead whale's carcass up to my head.
0: <laughs> if nothing else it speaks to the agony of rheumatism. Like <sighs> that you would be willing to do that. Yeah. To do any of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's beyond bizarre. So we said Australia. Now I've never been to Australia, have you?
0: No, I've I've dated some people from australia i've had friends who are australian so i know a little bit about it from natives rather than just my right. very outside <laughs> whereas i knew
1: it from kath and kim okay cool sure
0: exactly <laughs> that's also an so excellent you're a source. little more
1: legit when you appropriate australian culture than i am because we have connection so right whereas me is just i don't know um hugh jackman um so <laughs> that counts that's great yeah so Australian. so well, you know, yeah we know that australia is an is an interesting place in terms of the fact that it started out as a penal colony Indeed. It was colonized from the Aboriginal people who lived in that large swath of land. um and so I want to zoom into where this practice allegedly began, and it's in Eden, Australia, which is on the east side of Australia, and it's towards the southern border, sort southern edge of the it's okay. a continent, right? It's a continent. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's a continent. So in it, the New it, York <laughs> Times, his big, blah, 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 mm. continental. So there's a report in the New York Times in 1896, if you can believe this, the New York Times carried this story of an alleged man who was with his companions and they're on the beach of Eden late at night. We can imagine that some drinks were imbibed in the course of this night out sure. Then ends on the beach. So apparently one man in the group is the most poisoned, the most drunk. And he sees a dead whale carcass sort of beached in the beach. (laughs) This is very Dr. Evil. (laughs) And so apparently the, what's interesting about the accounts is what the visitors, the the friends of this drunk man say happened next, that the man was overcome by this, what they call attempting morsel of flesh, like how he, is reacting to the dead whale. He saw it as if it was a tempting morsel of flesh. Oh, my God. Which makes us think he wants to eat it. Eat it, (laughs) yeah.
0: That sounds (laughs) like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm.
1: I just had a lot to drink. Now I need something to eat. (laughs) Soak up all this booze. It's 1896.
0: (laughs) This whale carcass will do.
1: (laughs) This will do just fine. So the man literally dives into the carcass. Like, just goes in. And the guy like disappears, his body inside the whale, and his friends are like, "What the hell is happening?" Oh, the rotting, decomposing, the largest mammal on the planet is—you know, these are sperm whales, blue whales—they're big whales.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So the man dives into the whale flesh, and he is there for three hours. What? Three hours inside the dead whale. (laughs) I'll wait. I'll wait. You work this out for yourself. Was he Jonah, watching- <laughs> Jonah and the whale?
0: Was he watching <laughs> like, Titanic?
1: This is very Titanic. <laughs> this is very biblical.
0: It's so <laughs> biblical. Oh my god! It's so Wait, bizarre. Question: so, How did he? Yes. How did he enter the whale? Did he go through its mouth? Did he cut it's a hole? It's not clear.
1: I think he saw a hole. He saw a hole. Okay. I believe he saw an entry point. So. The idea is that in this town of Eden, it's a big whaling town. So it's like because again, it's like, where is all the supply of whales for all this experimentation with dead whales? There's a huge whaling trade of the 19th century. There would have to be whale oil, all that stuff. So there's all these whalers in Eden. Eden is a huge whaling town. Mm -hmm. And they might have stripped the carcass of the blubber and just left the rest. So it's already been kind of processed and cut.
0: Yeah. And for people who don't maybe know that much about the history of whaling. You know, Luke and I are from you know the Welcome. Northeast, where where whaling yeah. is was life once upon a time. It was so incredibly important in the 19th century. Everything was made out of whales. You needed the oil, the blubber to make the oil for lamplights. You yes. needed, you used things for cosmetic, for medicine. I mean, anything and everything you can think of. One of the reasons why yeah. it is still an industry in parts of the world today. They just haven't moved forward from its its uses. But here, I mean... God, the whaling towns were everywhere on the eastern seaboard, for God's sakes. Yes. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah. And if you've been to places like Nantucket, you know, those places, New Bedford Whaling and uh, New Bedford in Massachusetts. Mystic. New Bedford whaling National Historical Park, Mystic. Mm-hmm. All of these places are built up with the naval trade and yep. the whaling trade. And you're right, Katie. There was so many byproducts that came out of the whale oil. They also – They didn't know, waste it. Soaps, <laughs> made different kinds of soaps. Another big one was it was a big lubricant. Yeah. So like industrial lubrication. Yeah. Um, just really gross. And um, so whaling is the thing. It's the thing. So let me t- get back to our guys. Yes. Who – was turned and fell into the body of a whale. So I just saw it for cold. any
0: of our listeners who maybe live in like, I don't know, Wisconsin. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> they don't have the whaling history.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, the whaling history is so important to, to, to contextualize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it helps explain the, the zeitgeist. The weirdness of, the of this here. too. Yeah. So the guy comes out of the whale three hours after having dove in into the whale, dove him. and, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he apparently is no longer drunk. He's sober. <laughs> I should say so. Yeah, and he's no longer rheumatic. He was a rheumatic sufferer. So he comes out of the whale completely sober and no longer suffering from his rheumatism. And so the great legend of the whale cure for rheumatism grows.
0: (laughs) And no one said, that's a weird coincidence. It's just like, "Ah!" (laughs) oh.
1: That's all you need It's a drunk guy. It's just a bullshit story. It's like all you need is a story of a drunk guy falling into a whale. Because like what other situation would a person go into a whale? None. There's no situation.
0: The, uh, the only no. other thing I can think of is like the revenant when he goes inside <laughs> the horse and like those like extreme circumstances where you're trying to protect yourself from. Something. Yes.
1: I think of Luke Skywalker being comforted in the body of a dead tauntaun on the planet right. of Hoth in Star Wars by uh, Han Solo. No correct. one
0: casually walks into a carcass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one does not walk into a dead thing. No. One unless does. one is in really in dire straits. In dire straits. Yeah. yeah so other accounts described the man as sitting. Sitting in the whale because that's a long time, three hours. What are you sitting in the whale? Going
0: in there?
1: Right, you're just standing. Are you standing on your tippy toes? What are you doing? You're kind of sitting in the whale because it's for three hours. You just what are the odds the he
0: just passed out in there for three?
1: He hours. definitely passed out, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just you know transferred all the alcohol to the whale's blubber. The whale <laughs> oh, no. carcass got drunk, and yes, <laughs> poor whale. <laughs> so you know, this is compared to a Turkish bath. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of jokingly, because it's also hot. There's hot gases coming out of this dying... Thousands of pound fish, essentially. I know it's a mammal. It's a fucking sea mammal. point is sea it's mammal. stinky
0: like a fish. It's yeah. so
1: stinky. And so you imagine like this thing is belching hot like methane and disgusting ass Well, like the yeah, like the
0: gastric juices that are in its stomach, you would think that would also like, I don't know, like be on its tongue or what. Like, I don't know what hole he went into.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's so <laughs> <laughs>
0: I need more information.
1: <laughs> You're going to get it. You're going to get okay. it. I promise. I promise. <laughs> okay. So um, the town of Eden was uh, was just the, the whaling in Eden has been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. It goes back to the indigenous people, which are tied to this story. Absolutely. Um, there's a, there's really deep waters at Eden and there's a confluence of currents. So apparently it's like one of the best places to go for whale watching today, of course, because it's always been historically very high traffic in whales. Mm. And what and are the what are
0: the whales that they have there? Like the most they common? have sperm
1: whales, bloom whale, blue whales, two or three other top varieties.
0: I know in Australia they do, I think they get killer whales. I don't know if they're there are specifically. A lot of
1: orca. There's a lot of yeah. orca there. Yes. Which is actually a big part Excuse of the
0: story. Excuse me. So. I used their inappropriate name, orca. Is what I
1: <laughs> don't worry, we got you. BPC. It's- you're 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 the foil. I'm supposed to help you with the context. Thank you. you're, you're John Q public. I'm taking you to the museum. You're giving me the live. You know i'm a new docent reaction Thank which you. i love bless you i love that for you <laughs> this is part of the role play this is what we do. I love it so go <laughs> so in this and this is you know i think also another part of this is that you also have cures like fish oil yeah which is derived you know in a way and that's also an anti-inflammatory which is good for ra rheumatoid arthritis that it so is. maybe there's a there there in terms of this aquatic interest i'll i'll let you have that sure <laughs>
0: Bear with Again, me. Again, not uh, a fish, but go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how the hell did this work? Yeah. So this this whale would be laid up on the beach and various holes would be cut into the whale, and people would get into the whale carcass, sort of wiggle their way in all the way up sometimes to the bottom of their head.
0: So wait, so they would go in feet first and their heads would be sticking out of the fucking whale? Yes. That is hilarious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is hilarious. So you've literally got, like, if you were to zoom out, it would look like a bunch of cloves stuck in an orange. It's basically a bunch of human heads. And in the engravings, Katie, the bitch is wearing a bonnet. She's in a full drag. She's in her full Victorian drag. You you know her heels are still on. Oh, yeah. It looks preposterous. Preposterous. Oh, no. So I have to send you a graphic
0: Please. <laughs> Please send me a graphic now.
1: Right now. Oh, my God. All right. I just sent you the link. Now, this is going to take you to a graphic from a newspaper weekly called The Graphic. <laughs> and you can see the little people <laughs> just with their heads sticking out of this giant-ass carcass. <laughs> <laughs> and they zoom in on this old lecherous man who is peeping this lovely Victorian lady who is, of course, she's up to her bust. Yes. Most other folks are up to their head. She's got her lovely bustier out, so she has a judgmental arm out to kind of judge him. Incredible. Yeah,
0: that's a it's lot of people in that whale.
1: <laughs> there are what appear to be 20 people on and around the whale.
0: I. I it's shocking. It's shocking. This is shocking.
1: And it gets crazier, Katie. So the idea is that when you go into the whale, all those juices and putrefying gases and all of these things are literally like, uh, you know, like a sweat lodge. So they want to seal in the gases because they want that to go into your body. And they also want you to not pass out from the stench. Sure. Which people did. People often would just go the fuck out, knocked out.
0: Yeah. Like how long is a whale good for? (laughs) <laughs> Laying out on the beach.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the idea is that we want to keep those gases in the whale, on your body, not in your nose. So they would like sew them in to the aperture. Mm. When they got them in the hole, they would like shore it up around their neck so it would be nice and tight. That's Which crazy. is incredibly claustrophobic. Oh my god, yeah. No, I hate that so much. Like for me. I very much don't like small spaces. Yeah. So... <sighs> And this this cartoon is described as the New South Wales bathing establishment, which is, of course, is a, is a pun. Oh. New South Wales, Australia. Yeah. Um, and this comes from, in 1902. And at the bottom of the page, it goes on. And that description I first read came come from comes from this document. Yeah. And so it goes on to say, it is these gases, which are of an overpowering and atrocious odor, that bring about the cure, so the whale men say. Sometimes the patient cannot stand in this horrible bath for more than an hour and has to be lifted out in a fainting condition to undergo a second, a third, or perhaps a fourth course on that or the following day. Wow. So they're describing people passing out from the cure and having to be taken out and they get dunked back in. All told, the cure was supposed to be for 30 hours. You supposed to spend 30 hours in the whale.
0: Based on what?
1: That apparently was the measure that gave you 12 months of, of pain-free existence, of cure. You'd have to go back a year later to get re-dunked in the whale. So the idea is like if you're in there for longer, you get more relief, right? Five more hours, man, I can get to March. <laughs>
0: I, this feels like it's really <laughs> lacking some scientific theory.
1: <laughs> it is lacking all kinds of scientific theory. And so, however... It got around so there was a hotel that existed in Eden that was existed right at the beach where the whales would be brought up to the beach. And this hotel would sort of allow people to stay. Imagine the stinky sheets in that hotel.
0: And were they all like whales that had died? They were beached? Or were they hunting whales specifically for this
1: purpose? No, there were so many hunted whales in Eden. This was kind of like a byproduct of that. Like I don't think they, okay. they, they needed any more. They didn't need any more whales. There were plenty of whales to be had. I think this is kind of like a like – a, like Oh, a, they're recycling. Like a, <laughs> Yeah. It's like, just like there were so many byproducts that came out of whale oil. This was like another byproduct, like another industry and yet another industry and yet another industry.
0: (laughs) Oh, whales. They keep on giving, huh?
1: Yeah. So the Anglosphere, the English speaking countries of the time really grab onto this. And there's some evidence that suggests that there were other little whale hotels or other places that popped up in like places like America. I don't know where, um, but this is what the, this is what the, this is what the shadowy reports say. A U.S. medical journal um, called, or a, a publication called The Medical Record, compared the whale cure to a large poultice that envelops the body. Ooh. Now, a poultice is kind of like a compress, like we talked about it in previous episodes, yes. you know, sort of like witchcraft and stuff and making poultices and natural cures. You're kind of taking different substances and mixing them together with something like a sponge right. or a wet cloth or a piece like a husk of a plant. And you're supposed to like put that on the body and supposed to like, you know, kind of um, seep into right. the wound and You know, so this idea that you're sticking yourself, you're putting yourself in a giant poultice. You're studying yourself in this whale poultice. That's still a saying. That's telling us that, oh, the whale juices are really good. You got to get really deep in there. Get into the poultice. because poultices are good. (laughs) So, again, kind of crappy endorsement, but it was. And the Dublin Journal of Medical Care also reported on it in 1896. The Irish are involved now? The Irish are involved. So all bets are Oh fuck. Who do you think the drunk man was who went to the whale in the first place? Sure, sure, sure. That checks out.
0: Like Australians are sober. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guys. You know who you are.
1: (laughs) And apparently it was kind of a a very – it's the most morbid thing you can really ever think of. I mean it's just bizarre. It's really, really weird. Um, apparently as the whale men or the whalers, you know, different – sort of casts of the industry would be the guys who would flense the whale carcass, like take the, take the blubber yeah. off. And apparently they would, the whalers would not charge you for a dip in the whale. Aww. So the reports would say, yeah, you can have your own dip in the whale. Now I'm Irish here in New South Wales. <laughs> have a dip, have a wee dip, Lassie. You look, you could use it. You could use it. You're real. You're a bit wee hunched. You're going to come out. That spine's going to be straighter than a nail. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Um. So, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this. Diving, diving, <laughs> it's um, so much. Love to, diving. I would month. love
0: to be less deep inside this whale.
1: Why can't we be cool and have like a shark week? We're doing like nautical. Sad lot. boat stuff. Sad boats and bones. Yeah. yeah. Whale. <laughs> boats and Whale bones. carcasses. Whale carcasses. So. <laughs> Let's pay tribute to a the the indigenous folk of Australia for a moment. Some of the weirder like articles I found tried to say that the UN people, um, the Aborigines people of Australia of the mm-hmm. area, this is their practice and that the English folk, you know, were sort of influenced by that. I don't think that's true.
0: Okay. So
1: But what is true is that for the UN people, whales are extremely important in the of course, same way. Yeah. Not to e- not to equalize, but in the same way, like the bison could be seen as a symbol for the Sioux people or the different you know peoples of the western um in the western yeah. part of this country, um the the whales were just as important. Um and again, you know they had so many uses for every aspect of the whale. Nothing was you know at least yeah, and so. There's a spiritual significance to it as well. Um, and in particular, there is a spiritual connection that the U.N. people have with the orca, mm. with the killer whale. The U.N. people believe that the orca is the reincarnation of their ancestors. Oh, that's cool. That the actual animal biologically is, you know, their An kin. ancestor, yeah. Yeah. And that's just an amazing concept. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm here for that. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And another byproduct of, of this history in, in Eden is that there has apparently been a multiple thousands of year partnership between the peoples, indigenous and English born, um, of the twofold bay, which is where Eden is, this giant mm-hmm. bay. There apparently has been a partnership between the orca and the humans for thousands of years in which the orcas would help herd other whales to be killed. Oh,
0: I've heard about this. I actually do know about
1: that. Thanks discovery channel. (laughs) Oh, it is discovery channel. going to bring you to tears on a Friday night. So good. Perfect story. Amazing. Um, Yeah. And so the killer whales would, there are different packs of Mm -hmm. them and different packs would have different tasks. And one pack would drive in the whales, you know, from the outer bay into the inner bay. Another pack of orcas would go to like the inlet where fishermen lived and like breach and wake up the fishermen to be like, yo, we got a fresh batch. Let's go. And they would fly and fly. They would swim in tandem with the boats. It's incredible. incredible. Yeah. They're so and smart, and they're so smart. Apparently,
0: they are their ancestors. So yeah, they, they're yeah. going to help them.
1: They're like looking out yeah. for them. Yeah, so awesome. And apparently, part of the partnership stated it was apparently called the Law of the Tongue, mm. that the killer whales had the first pass at the at the carcasses of the poached whales of the hunted whales. Oh. So the. Orcas get their first pick, and they they like the best parts of the whale, which were the lips and the mouth and the meat, Yeah, uh, the mouth meat, like under the sort of feeding of a chin mm. of a whale. They take that part, and then the humans get the rest. And they use everything. The humans use it for tools, shelter. They use the oils for medicinal purposes, yeah, spiritual purposes. Again, nothing nothing was put sure. to waste. What I thought was really cool, too, and this reminded me of, like, other stories we've encountered, like the Skywalkers, the um, Native American uh, skyscraper builders, steel workers. Yeah. You know, there were special respect afforded to the aboriginal whale crews. So even when the English took over, there were aboriginal whale crews that still operated in the bay into the 20th century. And they had some special kind of respect that was, you know, owed Mm -hmm. to them because of their spiritual history. So that's a nice little side story in all of this. It's
0: lovely. Um, I love it.
1: But (laughs) let's get back to the disgusting thing that the European people (laughs) descended to the whales of (laughs) Eden. So imagine you are a rheumatic patient. You've got arthritis, man. You've got throbbing in your joints. Yeah. You hear about this whale cure. You've tried everything else. There's no relief in sight. You finally get to this whale. You do the thing. Yeah. Right? What do you, you have to lose at whale. this point? You're doing it. So apparently you would have – be cured of rheumatism for 12 months, but apparently the after effects were not so pleasant. The patient would reek for at least a week. A week? A week. <laughs> Of smelling wait, like whale.
0: Wait, wait. <laughs> songs yeah. bathing like or after multiple <laughs> baths.
1: I assume it's like a skunk. It's like oh after you've scrubbed everything, you have got, burned your all your skin clothing. Has just
0: absorbed you, the your, whale stink.
1: <laughs> the whale putrefaction is in your body, in your in layers of your dermis. <gasps> because you were in there for 30 hours
0: oh my god
1: so i guess the poultice worked like i guess if you believe in it everything just reifies y'all the need to exfoliate well, that, that means it's working
0: exfoliate
1: that means it's working <laughs> <laughs> i need a loofah fuck <laughs> jesus <laughs> and apparently the odor was the described as the most abhorrent of uh, the most abhorrent great, odor of man great
0: and beast. little bit of um interactive at Luke, I don't know if you've ever been, but the whaling museum in Cold Spring Harbor here on Long Island.
1: I have not. It's
0: a great little museum. It's really good, and they actually have like an interactive where you can smell what a whaling ship would smell like.
1: No you way! You can't
0: imagine how bad. It
1: is. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you cutting off that blubber and yeah, storing that blubber.
0: And it's hot, and the men are also fucking stinky. Like, yeah, the whaling yeah. ships are disgusting places. There's
1: I'll take the onion smell of a man's B.O. any day. Oh, well, I mean, you're
0: you're taking man stink plus dead whale blood, guts, fat, oil, like it's beyond disgusting.
1: No, I have to hold my breath when I walk down 8th Avenue in Brooklyn, like Mm -hmm. in Chinatown. I have to be like, (coughs) (laughs)
0: can't do it. And that's just fucking shrimp. (laughs) It's not even (laughs) close.
1: Just a couple of trays of (laughs) fish.
0: You big baby. All right. So oh let's yeah. Think of so whale- you've
1: got the you, <laughs> you've got the twin forces in this situation of, as Katie's describing, putrefication and fermentation, Whoa. which is happening at the same time because you've got liquids that are trapped in the body that are fermenting, and you've got other get liquids and gases that are escaping. So on the one hand, the slicing of the whale was good in that it was ex- expediting the process because I'm sure you've heard of this of the exploding. Yeah. Whale. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I <laughs> Which happens when you don't slice the you whale and you don't go into it its body for thirty you hours and you don't air it out, it could explode.
0: In a, and and it is uh it is about like the, the outside temperatures as well. It has to be particularly warm also for it to explode, yes. I think. <laughs> but yeah. It's a <laughs> risk. <laughs> it's basically just a a bomb waiting to be detonated.
1: <laughs> it is. So scary, so toxic. I mean it. <laughs> You're thinking of like an exploding narwhal with like ah! a giant horn coming at you? Like, forget about it. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> um, so, the whaling industry was the rage at the mm-hmm. time. And as the whaling industry declined because of things like petroleum, thank or, God, uh, that other iconic,
0: horrible toxic nightmare oil. that we're stuck in. Yeah, exactly.
1: I wanted to pull out a fun fact for you. Apparently Ooh. whale oil was used by the British army in world war one to prevent trench foot.
0: <gasps> oh Full my circle. God. And here we are back again with trench feet.
1: <laughs> it creates a great membrane between your foot and the trench.
0: Of course. <laughs> no, that's actually really smart. Cause it's just, it's so thick. Yeah. That's yeah. really smart absolutely disgusting
1: disgusting (laughs) it helps encase the foot yeah we totally get the the imagery of that so i wanted to talk a little bit about where one can experience the story to learn more about this oddity Um, there was unfortunately no longer a amazing whales exhibit in 2014 at the australian national maritime museum which Uh. is in australia so um, there's a great virtual version of that, which we'll share in the show notes. And, okay. That's yeah. always what
0: I want to hear. I want to know oh, yeah. that at least I can still see it in my own way. Yeah. Not and that the- I was jumping on a plane to Australia <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> you're
1: like, right. When I go, I'll do that. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, uh, you know, naturally that the, uh, the whale cure is kind of an afterthought in that exhibit. It's about all about the amazing whales. And that's part of the, the lore in Eden. There is a killer whale museum. That pays tribute to the partnership of the human beings and the orca. That's awesome. And apparently that Mm. museum was founded as a shrine to a dead killer whale, an orca whale that died, I think, in like the 1950s. Mm -hmm. I believe his name was Old Tom. And so he was like a famous orca because he was like just – he was, you know, decades old and people recognized his fin. And he was like, you know, photographed with the whalers, you know, swimming alongside them. And so when he died – When he died, they made this museum and they they put his bones on display and then it became this like, you know, larger museum about the killer whales broadly. So really interesting.
0: That's so cool. I love that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention that a big claim about the Ewan people is they talk about um, that they find in Australia closer to Sydney. Mm -hmm. And the stone carving, you know, on a rock face shows depicts a whale and what looks like a human being inside the whale. <laughs> and so there are those who say that that is a connection to it. this ritual. Okay. That's where the UN get it from. There are others who say, yeah, that could easily be a dog or, or like two trees. Like it could also be right. anything. Sure. So, like it's a 4 leg. it's a four-pronged, like little tick in a whale, you know. So, So how
0: does this kind of. how. <laughs> How does this stop? When does yeah? When so whaling
1: takes the whaling it? decline of whaling really takes care of it. So there's and really wasn't, no. There was like
0: a defining moment where they were like, "This is nuts." No, <laughs> I think it was like
1: this? I think it was so gross and so difficult to get behind. Um, well, especially when you're you're not
0: telling me it's a cure. You're telling yeah. this, me this may help you feel better for X amount for of year. time. So yeah. why am I doing this?
1: You know, that's the thing. And like, so it really, there's, it's a very small phenomenon. It's a niche it's a, it's a very, of
0: niche It's industry. a niche
1: ass fad. <laughs> and there are those freaks who are into it and most of folks who would never go near it. Um, and again, because why would you, why would you want people to smell you coming, you know, uh, <laughs> from like <laughs> 30 feet away? Like, ugh. and like, there's so many stenches in the 19th century. You don't need any more oh, stenches. Yeah. You can avoid it. Take your pick. You, you, you're smoking. You've got your, you know, gasoliers. You've got so much butane and like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Smoky as hell. Cindery as hell. Cinderella. So
0: the powers that be decided we're done. We're done here. Yeah. It kind of um,
1: died a natural death. The whaling industry going out, the whales being endangered, all good things for this practice. It's really gone by the 19, if that. So it's 1895, 96 to 1920. You know, so the only
0: lingering evidence of it is this like little bit of writing that exists that you talked about.
1: It seems like this broadside that I showed you, which is actually in from the National Maritime Museum, yeah, the printing from the graphic 1902, that is among the only depictions of it. There are wow. other firsthand accounts, but it seems to be very small time practice.
0: And no photographs of people doing there it. There
1: are some photographs of people in a whale. Yeah,
0: <gasps>
1: There is... <laughs> There is, it's one photograph of like two guys. One guy is like standing on it. One guy's head is poking out of it. It's not like yeah. studded. It's not studded. But I mean, that's
0: <laughs> disappointing. But I'll take it.
1: And he could be a guy who's just standing in the whale. I'm like, oh, I'm one of those crazy fucks who went in this whale for thirty hours. Like, yeah, yeah. He's it just comes showing, off more like that. He's just but, showing
0: what it what it would look like.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Look oh how big God. the hole is. me like, jump in. Um, <gasps> and and I, yeah, it's just. I wouldn't want to be inside that body where there's so many other things that I could be near, you know? No. Yeah. I don't know what kind of organs I'm getting close to. I don't know what kind of yeah, un, no. you know, metabolized Undigested food from anything. Whale.
0: Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, Horrible. no, I'm good. So yay. That's yay.
1: <laughs> yay. Dead whales. Yay. Thanks, dead whales.
0: Oh, I love you, whales. Don't be dead. I love you so much. But Eden
1: much. is now a true Eden for the whale, one of the of the whale-watching capitals of the world.
0: Amazing. That's yes. amazing.
1: So we should go. Um, I'm not much of a whale-watcher, but I kind of got into the whole thing, like <laughs> digging into this story.
0: <laughs> I love them. They're such magical animals. They're so majestic. And, on, you know... Seemingly gentle, but also like pretty terrifying. They're humongous. They're this very scary. It's a
1: little scary for me. Like
0: Yeah. I've, the closest I've been to a whale was, you know, growing up they had beluga whales at the New York Aquarium. Mm. Um, and they're very big, they but I don't some. think they do that anymore. I think like more and more because of, you know, people's growing awareness and different documentaries, whales in captivity, are, thank goodness, becoming more obsolete. It's not as much of a thing as it once was. Like I've never been to SeaWorld.
1: And I know that
0: I I think their long-term plan is there's no longer a breeding program or anything like that, like it's coming to an end. For the orcas? Yeah, you're definitely
1: more hip to the ethics than I am, and you know, being that you come from the the naturalist zoo perspective, yeah, once upon a, a time, sense. yeah, it makes a lot of sense that these things have been going. Yeah, you think about Joe Exotic, you think about all these yeah. things where there's a lot of private crackdowns on people having exotic animals. Yeah, these places are being targeted politically, ethically, socially for. You know, seemingly to perpetuate, you know, these kinds of what we would think of as early dime museum amusements and yeah. circus adjacent energy. You know, yeah. The mission of these places is always to educate, right? We we have we hold this animal for its educational benefit, or you hear my and cat also yelling in injured. the background.
0: Hang I on. know your
1: cat appeared and I was like, oh.
0: he's, he's so upset about the whales, he's yelling in the background. <laughs> let me let him out. Hang on. He was so quiet up until now. I did not even know he was in the room.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I saw him out of the corner. I was like, he's just a ghost.
0: Yeah. He's a little ghost, but uh, yeah, no, I I don't know if you've ever watched like the blackfish documentary or the cove or anything like That, that.
1: That stuff really bothers me. Yeah. It's hard to watch.
0: Again, like in a, in another lifetime, I was more into conservation education and stuff like that. And so it's yeah. something that I care a lot about. And yeah, the history of whaling is an insane, insane one. And then it turned into, okay, we're not going to kill them anymore. We're just going to ha- let them have these long, slow, miserable lives in captivity. So it's like, "Oh, great.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I've read, too is a lot of them are like really older now and they're under socialized, and they're like clearly in the wild. depressed. Yeah,
0: yeah no they they struggle just it's it's awful. like you you can tell when an animal is in captivity that they're not that they're not okay. Yeah. And I've never gone to see a world I don't like the idea of seeing a killer whale close up is awesome, but like not at the expense of the creature. You know, it's just, it's not fair. If you are interested in learning more about, you know, that side of things, the uh, blackfish and the cove, which is about dolphins is another, the cove is awful. The cove's like so heartbreaking, but yeah, we as a human race have had a long and weird and abusive Difficult relationship with whales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is just another fucking weird way.
1: Right. because We
0: violated them. <laughs>
1: This is a real violation. Like that whale has been. Such
0: a violation. To sort
1: of quote what you might say in this moment the whale has been through enough.
0: It has. My God.
1: The whale has endured all it needs to endure. Give
0: him a break.
1: It need not be your giant poultice, (laughs) Deathl.
0: Well, I'm not going to say thank you for sharing this story because I, (laughs) I.
1: you're welcome. But I also, I want to pull apart something with you for a second. Oh yeah. Do you, I mean the childhood we had, we're not like, we're not terribly old people, of course, we're not old at all, but you know, we don't want to mythologize our childhood. But like, there was such an interesting, I think, little, how do I say, we were socialized to really care for animals with like zoo books. We and were like, yeah, this kind of like print media that permeated like the book fairs was like mm-hmm. collecting these like animal texts.
0: Oh, yeah. I had a and lot of that I remember
1: poring over these infographics and like, okay, like you got the one with the shark. And then you find the yeah. map of like where the shark is native and like all the waters that are like red. And I don't know. There was just something magical about collecting all this statistics and this data and all the files of these animals. And it was like yeah. a huge industry. This, I had this, like, I had media.
0: so much of that stuff as a kid. <sighs> if you were to look at my childhood library, like my name would be on every nonfiction, like animal science book <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> this book is for reference and should not be removed, but is only removed by Katie Craig. By me. You're welcome. <laughs> special dispensation with the librarian. <laughs> she gets she 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 cares too much. She can take it. she cares too much.
0: Yeah, like you know, I was one of those kids where like I was subscribing to Nat Geo from the time I was like eight.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love it.
0: (laughs) You know, generations before us, they're the ones who we can give credit to conservation. And then they are the ones who have passed it down through different types, you know, as we became more media savvy and things like that. like We had such great television shows about conservation and stuff growing up. And this awareness of, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't even know we ever hunted whales. It never would have even occurred to me that that was something that we would do. Right.
1: (laughs) So, like as a six-year-old kid, like the worst thing someone could be is like a poacher.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Like they were like the invisible enemy for us Northeastern people. We were
0: so There are people who I know who
1: grew up hunting deer and I'm not casting aspersions or anything. And, you know, there's legal hunting and there's poaching. You know, but this idea of like there's people who hunt and they're so unethical, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's so right, though. Poachers were a big concern for me living
1: in Brooklyn. (laughs) He's a poacher. He smokes cigarettes and he divorced (laughs) her mommy. Evil. Evil. (laughs) The most evil person alive. I don't know how we got here. We did. So thank you so much for regaling or for taking my story in stride.
0: Thank you. Uh, Before we conclude for the day, I just want to say, hey, more buddies. We've had a lovely little influx of Patreon subscribers recently, and I am just over the moon about it. Thank you so much for joining. And guys, if you haven't decided to become a Patreon member yet, what are you doing? It is three bucks a month, and you get multiple really silly videos of me and Luke, far less organized (laughs) and researched than we normally are on the podcast. We do all kinds of silly content. I'm sure you've seen some of the previews. We've done our countdown of hot presidents, our countdown of best and worst first ladies. We bashed the Titanic, the movie, more stuff to come. We would love it for you to join us. We're having a great time and we would love suggestions ideas that you have for patreon content please let us know
1: absolutely this is meant to be a two-way conversation it is between katie and myself but we also (laughs) mean between us and the audience so please join us on patreon please join us wherever you listen and Thank you for listening to this episode of the Morbid Museum Podcast. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review to the Morbid Museum wherever you listen to podcasts. Please email us at the at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Morbid Museum. And join us on Patreon today. Become a more buddy. Join us at patreon.com. Until for another gallery talk inside the Morbid Museum Podcast. Bye bye now. Bye.